fucking moron, you useless piece of shit. You can't lead a team, you can't lead a tackle. You are fucking shit. Yeah, they won all those players. They're, like, they're playing like my Alta Bomber. Hello and welcome to the Meters Gain podcast. We are now at the, at the conclusion of round 10, at the conclusion of the mid-season draft. I'm joined by all fellow uh, podcastees, I think we can call ourselves, Daggers, say hello. G'day guys. Horse. It's been a while since the four of us have uh, come together. Has, and uh, of course our resident interviewee, or interviewer I should say, Sherman. Uh, welcome. <laughs> Hold the mic there, mate. You can put it on the. Uh, we've got uh, some new tech just for the listeners. Yeah, no, so we're yeah. all we've all got different preferences of how we use. I like microphones. holding things. I don't know why, but um, and just for listeners out there, I just want to say how happy I am. I've actually just got contact lenses in for the first time, and I cannot wipe the smile off my face. So I you can actually wish- see me. Yeah. Oh, well, We're going to go KFC you. and celebrate. Kind of makes the LEG uh, joke a bit redundant, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we need the wearing, goggles. That's won't be wearing shame, goggles yeah. when I play sport anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll as, see about as that. As you said, uh, horse off the top, we've got some new equipment here. And uh, last time, of course, it was you and Daggers speaking at your house at the stables. We like to call it, of course, where horses from. <laughs> uh, we've since we've since relocated to Dagger's house of love because this is one of the final times that we're going to be here, gents. As he's of course moving, that we mentioned. Um, oh, the, I'm not sure if have you as know, but uh, Daggers is moving soon. So um, thank you, Daniel. I'm sure it's going to make a big difference to the life of the um, listeners yeah, knowing that no. Daggers is no longer in the current place that we're wait, recording wait, this episode. What's, wait, what's a, what's a bigger deal for the listeners that I've got a new place so that Sher has contact lenses? <laughs> well, either way, whoever hates well, the, some of the stuff that you say, I'm going to give them their, your address next time we're on, and um, you might see some visitors. Yeah, pretty keen for that. I'm disappointed. I can't fit my Toyota um, Kluger in my driveway at the moment, so I have to park on the street. So I'm not too happy about that. Yeah, I thought you sold s- that one. No, I got a new one. Uh, <laughs> pretty small apartments in Carnegie, aren't they? Yeah. But we uh, <laughs> we should get right into the footy because that's what we're here for and I've got a dinner to get to. Um, Chicken results. The mid-season draft, of course. The mid-season draft, fellas. Uh, not sure if you guys tuned in. I hope you did, seeing as we are speaking about footy and that's our go. Um, Daggers is our resident man, I guess, on all things draft-related. Um, obviously, Josh DeLuca, the number one pick. Can you... Um, Give us a bit of updates about the midfielder from Subiaco. Yeah, sure. So he played, I think, three or four games for Fremantle over three seasons. Um, came off the rookie list. He was actually Do- Josh DeLuca Cardillo or whatever his hyphenated name was. But anyway, um, I haven't watched him too much recently, but um, he's a 179 centimetre strong midfielder, 23-year-old, and should slot straight into Carlton's midfield. Um in terms of other interesting picks, I mean, Melbourne have selected Josh Dunkley's younger brother, Carl Dunkley, another big-bodied midfielder. Uh, you got Sydney, who have replaced was it Sam Naismith with the ACL. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, so they've replaced him with a, a ruckman right. called Michael Knoll from South Adelaide. 205 centimetres, nearly taller than Horse over here, but um, yeah, he's, uh, he's <laughs> over there. I hope he's taller than me. <laughs> yeah, nearly. Um, a few ex-players, so Ryan Gardner was an ex-Geelong tall Um He's come from Footscray to the Bulldogs. Uh, Will Snelling's an inside mid from Adelaide. He's a tackle machine, averaged like seven tackles a game um, throughout his career pretty much. Um, and uh, a few random players that people wouldn't have heard of. Cam Sutcliffe's an interesting one. He yeah, played, former Docker. Played 104 games at 
Fremantle mm. over I think it was seven years or so. Half um, yeah, now now he's in uh, Port Adelaide, so maybe they're going to try and do what uh, kind of what Matt DeBoer's done at GWS, just get an old Freo player and where slot do, him in. Where do you think he, if he does play, where would you see him fitting in? Obviously, they got Dersma and Broadbent's back from injury now. Uh, and those sort of players off halfback. So where would he actually fit in, do you think? I'm not actually too sure. I mean, he's, so he's at Port Adelaide, Sandful, so he knows the system already. But um, there's a lot of players in there that are mature ages that are actually just playing in the Sandful. So you've got Jack Trengove who's dominating there, like Trent McKenzie, um, ex-proper uh, you know, ex AFL players like that. So he might just be topping up their sample team, to be honest. Yeah, it could um, just be a bit of insurance. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, just insurance. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't think many of these players are going to play too many games. If we're yeah, yeah. and they have been very reliant on some of these young kids early in the year, and it is only natural that some of these younger bodies are going to yeah. tire out, so it could be that That's a fair point. they yeah. might slow down um, as the season comes on. Just, Dino, I wanted to talk about um, the number one pick, DeLuca again. Like you mentioned, he was a midfielder, and that's predominantly where he's been played. But I listened to the Carlton List manager online say that they see him playing a role in the forward line. I was about to shoot him because <laughs> why? it's like what Don't we did with Gibbons. Gibbons yeah. Yeah. Don't take a player that has played as an inside midfielder, which is what we're crying out for, and put him as, and try to create him into a pressure forward. It's like yeah. Carlton takes any midfielder and just pretends that they can be a pressure forward. You like know, just play him where he's been playing the last four years in the, in the bloody waffle. Yeah. On, a, on an unrelated, well, sim- kind of similar topic. You know what's underrated about forwards? Just goal sense. You know who? You know which players don't have goal sense? Inside mids. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. So you know it's, uh, also it's an interesting come one. Forward yeah. line, all that. Um, the last pick in the draft was Cody Hurst. Um, he's like one seventy eight centimeters. Weighs about twenty kilos. He's just, he's like the opposite of an East German woman in the seventies. He's just <laughs> he's like sixty something kilos. Like he nearly makes me look, you know, muscly. Um, <laughs> but bit of stretch. He's definitely <laughs> he's definitely a kid. Um, so Samson, you're a Richmond fan. Did you want to talk about Marleon Pickett? Yeah, look, Marleon Pickett would have been an excellent pick until this weekend when he's broken his finger. Yes, yeah, so, but you so, still took him, unfortunately. Yeah, look, he, he he unfortunately was in uh, incarcerated for 2010 to 2012. Um, but all reports are that he's over that and he's push past that part of his life. The uh, I read a couple of reports that the manager asked him the, the questions in front of clubs that they were interviewing him. You know, have you addressed these issues? Are you going to be a liability to anyone else going forward? And then it was just a flat out no. He was have, flat, He was dominating though. Have you seen highlights of yeah. him run? Yeah. He's very fast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he really can fast. play. Like, but he's 27 and by the time he It's gets, an interesting one. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's like... It's... it's a two to three year career. I mean, that's it. I mean, yeah. he he literally has to create an impact as soon as that finger's healed. I don't know if he'll play this year. It's but, a low risk. Low risk. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, what do they pay? They pay them. I think it was. I think it's fifty k, and then if they cut them at the end of the year, it's another twenty k. So yep. the max, the minimum, then anyone costs seventy k. So you're talking about this whole thing about being low risk. Why were there all these passes? You know, a team like Hawthorne uh, and um, Adelaide oh, haven't yeah. even bothered to to take their pick, what sort of is the reason for that? If it is such a low-risk thing, wouldn't you want to well, give someone a go? Well, think about potentially the difference between signing a player and not being able to re-sign a, a player that's currently on your list might be the 70K. So, you know, clubs, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised only two clubs passed on their on their, on their selections. But, um, 
yeah, you know, 70K might be the difference between re-signing a player that's out of contract and not being able to re-sign him. So I think it's a clever move. If uh, You don't pick a player if you don't like anyone there. You don't have to pick anyone. Yeah. So, no. Well, Sydney yeah. were the only club that took two. Yeah, Sydney took two. Some clubs have injuries. Um, that's why they take. Others might not, and they don't want to hurt yeah. the balance of the team. Yeah, well, interesting one out of this. So Essendon obviously crying for a Ruckman at the moment, and um, Michael Knoll went to Sydney just before their pick. It's fantastic. Um, you get so, the point, they would have been pretty keen on him. They would have definitely been keen on him. So you can, yeah, you can see why they passed their second pick just because would have been there was no one salivating there. for some Knoll. Just back on uh, Josh Deluca. Should I just Shannon Knoll despite the different spelling? No. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, probably. Can't sing as well. Can't yeah. see why not. No. no. But uh, sorry, fellas, to interrupt, but Josh DeLuca, interesting yes. one. He's, uh, I think he's won a flag or two with Subiaco already in the WA. For those who don't know, Subiaco are currently uh, first on the table in the waffle mm. at 6-1, and one, and he's now, well, now he's going to Carlton. I'm not too sure if I would have signed that yeah. contract if I was him. I probably would have stuck it out at the waffle and had a chance at success because I don't know I think you have another Subiaco lost play. a couple of their best players didn't they yeah yeah. they're in genuine strife now but, for the rest of the season because really uh, two of their best players yeah. well look he doesn't have a choice you know if well, he, it's, well he nominated I'd, I'd for like the draft no, he nominated for a reason yeah, he obviously you know, wanted to go back yeah, to yeah, the he's got a dream to play AFL would yeah. you rather play Subiaco in front of you know 500 people yeah. or but you know, to be to be fair, at the end of the year there might not be anyone at the bloody Carlton yeah. games where we're playing. So. Yeah, it'll be like a Man City home game. <laughs> but yeah, it's an AFL dream, and the look, fingers crossed he makes it because he. I sort of like a player like Josh DeLuca because when I watch a lot of these Carlton dudes, they're all entitled. They're all just being gifted games. Mm-hmm. He's someone who's really going to earn it. Yeah, a bit like Gibbons, and I would really oh. hope he. He actually drives. I'd actually like gratitude. him to to play him straight away because oh, currently play. some of the midfielders there. Uh, don't deserve a game, really. No, it's, it's a charity. Mm. They just get yeah. a game just purely because they're a first-round draft pick and because there's no pressure from the BFL. Yeah, and he's already in form in, in terms of his waffle, waffle yeah. form, so he hasn't got anything to prove. So, mm. um, uh, And that'll do the <laughs> mid-season draft um, part of the segment. Our next topic, I think, will be, uh, I guess, clearance players. I think, Sherman, you wanted to have a, a discussion about You wanted to dissect a few players who, in terms of their effectiveness through the middle of the ground. The balls. Yeah, well, just looking at the... I mean, there's a lot of talk this year about the importance of, importance of clearances in the, the new six 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 system, um, and you know it's obviously very important to win the ball from the center to give you a forwards first crack. However, there's obviously a massive difference between an effective clearance and just a long ball forward that just is turned straight over. And if you look at hmm. the top five players in the game, so you got Cripps, Neil Cunnington, Mundy, Tim Kelly. Those are the five top clearance winners in the league. They all are 75% or above effective clearances. So an effective clearance is essentially uh, a player who has a first effective disposal from a chain that clears the stoppage area. So it's an effective movement outside of stoppage. Um, if you then look at players like Randy and Gorn, who are in the top 20 for clearances, they're sort of in the 65 to 70% range. And that 5 to 10% difference is really, I think, I think it's quite striking. And I think it's very, very important. An interesting one I found is Dylan Shee. A lot of people give him a bit of flack for his inefficiency, but he's actually tracking at 83% clearance effectiveness. So it's interesting that he's actually really good as an inside player, but it's his outside ball and his decision-making that's, that's impacting him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but we're pretty comfortable with that fact with him. Like We know he's a very strong inside player, and I guess when he doesn't have time to think about where the ball's going, he's probably more direct in a sense. But as soon as he's out on a run with the ball, it can go anywhere. Mm. 
I think that helps a lot of those players are handball first usually when they get those center, especially from the center bounce. So yeah, uh, you know your crips, your kneels, those sort of types. So that obviously pushes Probably up pushes their effectiveness. Up. Yeah. But I mean that's still an effective disposal. That's what you want. Get it to your good ball users. So yeah. yeah. Some interesting names there that you rattled off there, Sherman, in terms of the effective clearance players, obviously will feature in the, you'd think, in the All-Australian. But we move on to a excellent segment here. We're going to liken some players into what sort of drinks from Boost Juice that they would order. Boost. All right, everyone, we're going to start off with the Veggie Garden Blend. So <laughs> what is in the Veggie Garden Blend? It sounds absolutely beautiful. Spinach, carrot, chia, celery, cucumber, orange, and the beautiful ice. <laughs> what players come to mind that would order a veggie garden blend? Just just a quick one. The the, the photo that Boost Juice have on the website of the veggie garden blend looks like something you'd find at the end of the uh, end, end of a uh, <laughs> Richmond, big night out. Richmond Collingwood at, at the MCG on a Friday <laughs> night because it does not look pretty. Or after a night hungover in the toilet. But uh... yeah, a bit, bit of a little brown, little gushy uh, <laughs> post drop bog. Bit of a spray. <laughs> but I mean, I, I might start us off because. Uh, it is well documented that Ben Brown loves his veggies and is not a fan of the uh, the cow meow meow. So um, <laughs> he loves his veggie garden blend. He walks in, he, he wants to he wants to take one for the team. He's going to get all the veggies and just blend them up. No milk, no yogurt, and just absolutely smash down that veggie garden blend. Love it. Just loves it. Delicious. Loves the ice. Give us another one. Um, the next one we'll go with is the King William chocolate. Oh, <laughs> my personal what is favorite. The, the what is King. The King William chocolate? It's one of those sure. ones. Well, first of all, we'll talk about the ingredients. You got chocolate, low-fat milk, banana, vanilla yogurt, and ice. And first of all, I don't know why they put low-fat milk in there because everything in, else in there is very unhealthy. So some of us are watching our figure though. Stewie, <laughs> what do you boys think? Stewie, Stewie, oh, yeah, Stewie, Stewie loves a King William. He he <laughs> looks like a King William himself. Oh, yeah. Got a fair English. Probably drinks one a quarter. <laughs> it's a no, lot of protein. That's fine, yeah. Low-fat low milk and chocolate. Yeah, that, that really makes up for it. That's like that's like those hippie girls that are like, you know, they're like vegans during the week and then go to music festivals and have like pingers every... Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Like yeah. five pingers. Yeah, you got a <laughs> rainbow serpent. My body's a temple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, as long I'll as you have your vegetables on the Friday night, like you can have as, as much ecstasy as you want on the Saturday yeah, night. yeah. yeah. <laughs> You Which, can snort a lot of coke for every veggie you eat. <laughs> Which girls one do you hang out with? One one finger. <laughs> <laughs> which what? Do you which which girls do you hang out with that go to uh, Rainbow Serpent? Uh, none of them. That's why. Because <laughs> of this. Just checking. Okay. Uh, any other players come to mind with the King William chocolate? Uh, Lance Whitnell. Lance Whitnell. Yeah. Lance Whitnell. He's a former player. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. A, a, again, another royal sort of figure. He could be. He yeah. could be king. It says source of protein on the site. So, uh, yeah, I think Lance Whitnell is a big fan of that. There's protein everything, though, isn't there? There's protein in bloody oil. Yeah, just, I don't think so, but anyway. Give, give, us, <laughs> give us your third one, Sherman. Well, we're going to go with the next one, which is Immunity Juice. Right. Immunity Juice immunity has juice. strawberries, Immunity Booster, probably <laughs> oh. some ginger-type crap, ice. <laughs> they, so, ice is listed in the middle of this rather than the end, so it must be oh, a special type of ice. It's a big... <laughs> Freshly squeezed orange juicy zest and freshly juiced watermelon. Juicy like the doggies. <laughs> what do we reckon? That's a lot of ice immunity if it's right in the who middle. Who in the AFL would be drinking an immunity juice? Immunity juice. Immunity juice comes, springs to mind like players who are you know getting out of tough situations, maybe yeah. belting players in the head and then getting off for it on consecutive weeks. A- Gary a- yes. Ablett. The little master. I can Gary and Gil have uh, been going for regular mini juices and <laughs> it's been a 
few handshakes and he's a little immunity juice. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't cop one this week though because, yeah, unfortunately he's gone. He's rubbed out. Yeah, I think Dude. there was a shortage of immunity juices in down at the cattery, you know. <laughs> he just had to order a sucked all of them out. Gil McLaughlin didn't like the King William chocolate he was served. He's like, fuck <laughs> you, Gary. You're going to have a week on the sidelines. Just on that, Gaz, are we all happy that he got suspended this time? Or yep. what our thoughts? This time, definitely. It was a hit him in the head. Should have. Uh, yeah, the first two were at least at, at least kind of a footy action, like in clumsy, the middle of a play. Maybe. Just yeah. clumsy. This was legitimately... It was just... It was a dead ball. Like, well, I uh, just anyway. I just wanted to comment that I think this one was obviously low impact, but mm. because the AFL want to rule out, uh, get rid of uh, punching apps yeah. and things like that, I think he probably had to go for that. By the way, yeah. um, it's not suitable for under 15 or if you're pregnant, so uh, Lance Whitnell, sorry about that. Yeah, might, have to, <laughs> might have to avoid that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I thought it's a strange thought that the babies want a bit of immunity, but obviously not. Um, <laughs> um Especially, Sorry, on the topic of especially immunity, if you're an anti-vax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the topic of immunity juice, I mean Dale Thomas, he was apparently he was he got to boost juice at ten o'clock on Saturday morning. <laughs> Sorry, uh, ten o'clock this morning, and he was about to gorge down some immunity juice, but Brennan Bolton, little jockey, got him on the horse, and he said, "Hi, oh, Dale, how are you? Before you have immunity juice, gotta come for an eternal meeting with a club. You've been caught drinking three glasses of wine at Crown Casino." <laughs> and uh, Brennan, the jockey, has. Tie the ranks and uh, Thomas will be in the VFL this week. Do you think that's appropriate? Did he get dropped? Yeah, been yeah, dropped. yeah been dropped? internal sanction. Yeah. So uh, Fisher and Patricia Skeeton, they don't get dropped for <laughs> no. Paul Green, or... Fisher, that's one bad game. Well, Fisher was One bad game. You know no, who no, no. should be dropped? Mark Murphy. <laughs> He's currently injured. You know? <laughs> <laughs> don't go there. He's the former champ. But in, terms of, to... in terms of Dale Thomas, like you got to set down the law. You can't let players get away with that. Yeah. If, if they don't take action there, pretty much... Oh, I... To be honest, mate, I think mm. there's the number of things that wrong at the just, club that uh, should be addressed. Just listen, anyway. if you if you want to bait uh, Daniel Falonsky, is just anything about Carlton and the youngsters. And if you want to bait me, just say that I'm going bald. <laughs> you actually look like you've got a bit of uh, renewed hair growth, though. What's happened this it week, is Dano? Always been the same. <laughs> you, I've had the same hairline since I was ten. You look like you've been true. watering it quite well this week. Yeah, you just the, the green cap. sprouts. Oh, I love the buzz cuts. Yeah. Um, so, so does Samson. I'm not sure when the last time he got a haircut was, but there are always buzz cuts. Hey, look, my hair's cheap. That's all I can say. <laughs> there ain't much there to get <laughs> rid of. Samson's got more hair head in his face than he has in his in his uh, colleagues. <laughs> I'm very the, jealous about. That. Yeah, this, you could probably point out every other point of my body, and I've got more hair than the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lucky ladies. I think we're up to one more juice. <laughs> oh, we got two more actually. <laughs> two uh, more. Like you got a bloody plane to catch, mate. I um, just came back from a plane trip. Anyway, that oh, energy dear. lift. In an energy lift, we've got. Tropical juice, mango, mango yogurt, banana, energizer booster, and ice. So they don't actually mention what's in the energizer booster, do they? they, they yeah, exactly. It's like the key ingredients, but they like don't disclose it. But like, ice is very important to list. In case you didn't know, there was ice in your fucking smoothie. But energizer booster, there could be anything in there. It could be bloody kale. It could be ginger. It could be oh, God knows what. Anyways, who in the AFL would be drinking an energy lift or needs an energy lift at the moment? A couple of teams down the bottom of the table, I reckon. Yeah. Well, Carlton, Melbourne, anyone the else. Whole the whole team. The whole, yeah, don't name players, the whole teams, yeah. Yeah. Melbourne. What do, yeah. what do you got? Well, Mitch McGovern, I reckon, needs yeah. a bit of an energy lift because he looks like he's putting in zero effort at the moment. <laughs> and um, there's a few players that look a bit lazy. Jacob Wiedering has this a bit lethargic look about him, but he has been going quite well this going year. Very well, yep. But um, I reckon Oscar McDonald from the Demons yep. needs... An energy lift shoved up his. Oh, body. he needs and more Tom? than just an energy lift. And Tom. Tom McDonald. Yeah. But I don't know if Oscar McDonald's been told to always lead his 
play to the ball five metres behind him, but he, he gets beaten on the lead all the time, despite being an athletic player and in the air. So he's just no good. Yeah, no fair. But and maybe uh, an energy lift could help him out. He's probably, I think you. he's been having too many low G crushes. Add it to the diet, you should be a nutritionist, uh, Shane. Yeah. And the last one we've got is a protein supreme, which has dates, whey protein, cinnamon, immunity, Vita Booster, coconut milk, coconut water, chia seeds, banana, honey, muesli, and ice. I mean, I don't even know they can fit that many things in a bloody bowl. But <laughs> oh, this is not a bowl. Who needs a protein supreme? Uh, the, the heavy gym girls, I reckon, of the competition. The big lifters. So what, the uh, Noah Bolters of the world. Oh, he looks like a big lad. Yeah, uh, Robbie Tarrant, the Kangaroos, Majak Dawes, a big Took Miller, Riley uh, O'Brien, Riley O'Brien, Riley O'Brien. Callum Sinclair's Cal quite a Sinclair. yeah. Cal's got a couple Juicy. of nice looking pipes. Juicy 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 Delta. Delta. Oh yeah, <laughs> protein supreme. Even Sean Darcy up at the Dockers is a big lad. Oh, he's he just... might be better for King William Chocolate. Though. Mine, mine, yeah, he, yeah. Loves, <laughs> he loves the King William. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can tell in that show. <laughs> Even Shane Mumford. Well, he can't get a game this year. People thought he's going to be the next big thing. So, but he... Even with Tavener out, he looks like he's still out of the He favor. still is a big thing, though. There's no doubt about that. So sorry. It's a big thing. It's just, yeah, the wrong type of big thing. Do we want to know why they have coconut milk and coconut water? Like, why, it's the same thing. Why are they it's doubling actually, up? Well, it's actually the same. Sorry, coconut milk and coconut cream are the same thing. It's just marketing. Yeah. So coconut water and coconut milk can't be too dissimilar. Well, I guess um, when Janine listens, Janine, the boost owner, will listen to this podcast, I think she'll have a rude awakening. She might need to yeah. ship off. <laughs> she, might, she might be looking for a new job like Brendan Bolton outside the bloody uh, Centrelink office she's, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. she's certainly not fooling the uh, Meters Game podcast that's for sure <laughs> we will certainly not be ordering the Protein Supreme <laughs> <laughs> alright I think that'll just about do it for uh, the Boost Juices uh, we'll be back and just to wrap up uh, the Meters Game podcast for round 10 Fellas, just quickly, obviously, it's a hot topic in the AFL world. Brad Scott, are you guys a fan of how North went about it? Do you think his time's up? Do you think he still should be coaching? Just give me a quick one or two lines. What do you reckon, Daggers? I think, look, if clearly they're in a different direction, he was hoping to be a better side this year and doesn't want to go through a rebuild. Um, Obviously, they signed Pollock and Pittard and Hall and these sort of older players. Um, they've kept around a couple of their older players and clearly North want to... They're, they're going in a different direction. Um, you can't continue if, you know, all the legs of the train... Oh, that doesn't even make sense, but all the wheels on the train are going in the... They have to go in the same direction. So, you know, I think they, they don't have to, a choice on trains, don't they? I think... Anyway, go on. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> terrible analogy, but go on. Yes, that is true. Um, so, yeah, they had to part ways. Um Interesting that they've done it just before the buy, and interesting that this discussion wasn't wasn't had, you know, during the off season. I mean, if they're talking about being in a different direction with list management, then you know, you would have thought that they would have spoken about it a bit earlier. Um, you look, Brad Scott probably ends up as an assistant coach somewhere. Obviously, there might be some coaching openings, you know, sometimes this season. I don't think so personally, but yeah, I think he can go back as an assistant coach somewhere and. Um, yeah, rebuild from there. Samson, if you were Essendon, St Kilda, or Carlton, would you take would you hire Brad Scott as your first ten coach? Uh yeah, I probably would. If I'm Carlton, especially. Look, Brad Scott to me, he seems to be a real good um, players coach. I reckon. 
oh, yeah, but he, he gets everyone on the same page and he gets them playing the same way. Whether the, it's the right way they need to be playing, it's the right strategic moves for who he's got on the park necessarily. And for where the club wants to go in the short term, I don't really know. But what you'll know is that you'll know that the players will play for him. Like, did you see the way all the, yeah. par- the players carried on when it was his last game? It was yeah. nice to see. It, mm-hmm. it, it was great. I was actually having an argument with your brother, uh, DP, about this, uh, this exact topic. And he, he was under the impression that he's, he's been at North for nine years and done nothing, which I completely disagree with. And mm, the fact of the matter is, is that, yeah, but the, the, the matter is, is that he, he brings a certain uh, uncomfortableness to a footy club that really forces players to um, think about what they're doing and how they're improving constantly. And at the same time, brings players close together. So I think, yeah, good fit for Carlton. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean... He probably has... It's pretty hard because as a Carlton fan, if you're going to sack Brent Bolton as a fan, you really want to see someone with a proven track record brought in. And whilst he has made two prelims and his, his career is about a 50-50 win-loss record as a coach, it's sort of hard to judge because, yes, he hasn't had that many first-round draft picks, but a lot of that is because they've traded away those picks in search of um, you know premiership glory, um, topping up their list with more senior players. I probably don't take him. I just think we need someone who's got a more proven track record. Someone of like an Alistair Clarkson mold or yep. some like a real big fish. I don't think Scott's going to be good enough to turn things around, but I don't think it would, if, if that's all we can get, I would probably say it's, it's better than what Bolton's bringing. So, yep. No, I think that's a fair point. I, I just want to bring up that. I think people are judging Scott too much individually and not so much the club he was at. Nothing against North Melbourne, but I think people just need to keep in mind where North are in terms of, of a financial point of view in the competition, yeah. how they can attract players. They're mm-hmm. not a big club. I think that has hurt him in terms of him attracting players and things. But uh, I think he's a great coach and I would wish to see him in the game soon. That'll uh, conclude Brad Scott. Sure, you've got something about kick-ins for us that you wanted to go over? Yeah, I just wanted to you know, put out some, uh, some statistics on the new kick-ins. Obviously, now you can just walk over the line without having to kick yourself. Jake Lloyd, Shannon Hearn and Tom Stewart are the three um, players in the league who have taken the most kickouts. Um, Jake Lloyd has gone to himself 62 times, Shannon Hearn 59 and Tom Stewart 56. Um, so looking at Jake Lloyd, 20% of his possessions are therefore from kick-ins. So he, he's averaging three more than last year. And I think a lot of that's due to the new kick-in rule. Shannon Hearn, once again, 22% of his possessions are purely from playing on from the kick-in. He's averaging five more possessions um, this year, and that's pretty much based on that. Tom Stewart, the same. 23% of his possessions are from playing on from kick-ins, and that's a four-possession increase. Substantial. Substantial, and I think that a lot of these players, as well as they're playing, are getting inflated, and I think we need to start looking purely at defenders on a like a normalized level, like what would these players be like if they didn't have the ability to play on from the kick-ins? Because, you know, Stewart would be averaging, you know, four or five possessions less, and that's very material. Yeah. And also, how many of those players that you mentioned, Hearn, Stewart, for memory, come to mind? You've got them in your fantasy team? Yep, they're all in my fantasy <laughs> team. So, look, I'm not arguing with the, with the rules. <laughs> You've like, done well. Yeah, I mean, Chan Hearn's averaging absurd amounts this year. Yeah. But it's purely because... And they also get... Re- it's also counted as a rebound 50, I think. Oh, is it? If they Potentially, it, yeah. yeah. It's even yeah, more stats. Yeah. I think you raise a good point, and I agree with you. I think we need to, yeah, in terms of if we, we shouldn't be judging too much uh, those half-back sort of defenders on their 
possession count, I guess. Mm-hmm. More, more yeah, I sort of just hope when all Australian count comes in that there's sort of a lot more based on their actual role as a defender rather than just purely looking at the possessions yeah. because yeah. it's very easy to play on and hit a 25-metre target short. Are you sure about that? Well, if you're lucky plowman, <laughs> no. But if you're a skillful footballer, then yes. <laughs> Former number three pick. But anyway, uh, <laughs> fellas, Daggers, Horse, have you got anything uh, expectation-wise, prediction-wise I think, for the coming rounds? I think the ladder's pretty stable at the moment. What are we, 10 rounds in? Um, don't see much change. The only change I see is um, Port Adelaide creeping into the eight um, and Fremantle dropping out. So Port are currently 10th on percentage. Um, they're on 20 points with Adelaide, Freo, Hawthorne and St Kilda. And yeah, I just see Freo dropping out from the eight and Port Adelaide coming in. Um, besides that, yeah, nothing nothing too extravagant. As I said, Do you the, see the, the Hawks ladder. sneaking in? No, nah, I don't think so. Um, no, no chance. No, nah, I think they're a nine to twelve kind of team. And Adelaide, you reckon? I think Adelaide finished sixth or seventh. Um, they can't. They're struggling to beat good teams, but oh, that, that, they were really good in that four week patch defensively. Yeah, because um, they played crap teams. I say they struggled. <laughs> uh, well, Port, I think, was obviously the best team there. But yeah, you're right. Who, um, not in the eight. <laughs> equal points with them on, in the eight, like it's same, points. you know, big deal if they're in the eight at the moment. Um, it's as well, yeah. Um, I mean, they lost to Brisbane by a point in at the Gabba last week was obviously unbelievably disappointing as a Crows fan. Um, but some solace is uh, Carlton. I've got him as a seventy-one point four percent chance of winning the spoon at the moment. So for the maths nerds out there, it's five and seven, and uh, yeah. Uh, All the nine that's nerds at 71.9 over 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Thank you, Sean. Um, just write that one down. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's that's what I got at the moment. So yeah, Carlton, obviously, most likely getting the spoon. Um, port creeping into the eight. Those are probably my two predictions. That's fine. I, I like, uh, no disagreement. Uh, maybe next time you can give us something a bit more imaginative other than yeah. the I think just about the whole of Australia would think that. But that's how about okay. Gold, how about Gold Coast finishing second last? <laughs> Horse, what have you got for us? Hey, look. Uh, I, what I want to talk about is top four scenario. So we've got five teams that have a legitimate shot at making top four, being Cats, Pies, Giants, Tigers, Eagles. Now, who makes the top four gets that double chance? Will be enormous come the end of the season. I think for finals because. Mm. The team that does finish fifth probably loses its uh, premiership hopes compared to the other four. Mm. Now, you'd back the Eagles to win every game at home uh, coming up. So there's only one more round left and then we're three weeks of bye rounds. The last seven rounds of the year for the Tigers are at the G. Wow. The Cats only play, I think, two or three more top eight sides. And I'm not sure about how tough the Pies right, uh, run home is though. So it'll be more of a... Premier League sort of type it has to be consistent efforts across the last few months of the season. If you know four out of these five teams want to make the top four, I don't think West Coast are playing well. I d- also don't. I don't uh, think that I either. Think they but they're in the conversation. Genuinely lucky to be in the eight, at, or like even be considered as a top team. This no, year. I agree. Statistically, but they're, they're, they're dreadful. But they're there, and they're going to have a lot of home games at home advantage. Yeah. And if they do well, start to. to to turn it up, they've got a very strong chance of finishing. They've won top four, four in a row. Well, they're banking on Natanui coming in and making an impact. He's playing like 50, 60% game time, which, yes, Natanui is an impact player, but I mean, they're how pretty much, much at full strength. Like, you look at 
yeah. Richmond, who are doing commendably well with all their injuries they've yeah. had, which pretty much proves that you know a football club is more it's than the players. It's all about systems. So yeah. you can just slot play. That's definition of a, a good side. So you'd be happy if you're a Richmond fan. I agree. I probably don't see much change to the top eight. I think it's pretty cemented. The only one is, may I think maybe the Hawks could slip in. I just think Clarkson's such a genius and um, they could possibly pip out either Adelaide or Freo. I think those two teams are very, very unstable. Mm. But yeah, it'll uh, be interesting. Interesting you say they're not playing well, um, Dino, but uh, you don't have to play well this time of year, mate. I think we all know no, that's right. good footy at the back end of the year. Uh, I haven't really got many predictions, fellas, other than I'm pretty confident that this year is the Pies year. I don't think the Cats Ooh. are going to win it like others do. I'll be willing to put, put it for the record now. Colin will win this year's flag. I just think they got too much strength if they stay fit and healthy, of course. Do you want to make a bet? How much? I don't know how much. Something <laughs> you got to do something or say something for the viewers out there. Well, Daniel Polonsky is. I'm not doing any victory laps or anything like that. Daniel Polonsky is quite the keyboard fairy, so for <laughs> him to actually commit to something, I'll yeah, commit to it. We'll, we'll we'll video something, put it up on the uh, the Facebook, and the Instagram. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll think up of something and we'll uh, we'll bring it to. Uh, to your listeners shortly. At least I've got the balls to say something. Hopefully, the listeners would Mate, Carlton's going to win the Spurs. Because you're Mate, looking Carlton's beautiful team. today, Daniel. you the nice shirt. Is that Tam Lewin? Beautiful. Uh, this is... Uh, no, Daniel Hector. Okay. Did your like mother Hector. buy that for you? No, I bought it. <laughs> Lovely play. Exhibition apparel up in uh, Brunswick. <laughs> Very nice play. You get cheap seats there as well. It's really good. Okay. Boston, Thank you. Daniel Hector, and I can't remember the other one, but uh, drop my name and Louis is the, mate, the guy you want to speak to. Okay. Righty-o. I need to buy a wedding suit too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear many suits. All right. I think that might do us, fellas. Enough about me. Uh, I'll see you guys next time. Uh, but before we do, good luck to all your teams in round 11. Uh, it's the Meters Game podcast. Baron, Daggers, Sherman. Go to Christ. 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 Go to Christ.